further analysis on what's playing itself out on that market scene, I'm joined by Jacobus Abrinka from Novari Investments. Jacobus, it's always a pleasure, and thank you so much for being with us today. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, Jacobus, uh, process is down 54%. So let's talk about that and if it's something to be concerned about. But also we are seeing very big losses today. Northern down more than 8%. Uh, you know, uh, Standard Bank apps are down more than 4.5%. Very, I think, uh, steep moves, I would say. Yeah, no, definitely. The, the, the process story is a, is a bit of a technical one, purely because of the cross-holding structures they're getting rid of. So nothing to be too concerned about there. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's CPI week. Um, you know, market is pretty much uh, waiting for, for the best numbers to come out of the U.S. this afternoon. Um, you know, I think currently the market is expecting a slight increase in, in the, the headline numbers. Um, you know, so we'll have to see whether that surprise further to the upside or not. Um, but, you know, expecting for the, the core numbers that exclude the, the more volatile food and energy um, prices um, to remain sort of stable on a month-on-month basis. Um, if just looking at what the market's currently pricing in, expecting the Fed pretty much sort of unanimously to remain on hold at the next meeting, even though we have seen a slight uh, uptick in the possibility of an, an increase in rates um, later in the year. So, yeah, I think the market pretty much at this stage focused on that. Um, we've seen uh, the UK economy actually contracting on a month-on-month basis this morning, so that's pulling the European markets down slightly. Um, and I just think, you know, um, the inflation word is going to start to creep into uh, media more and more often. You know, we're obviously seeing the UK economy contract. Inflation is still very high. We saw some uh, inflation numbers out of the EU yesterday, which remained fairly sticky. They didn't really surprise the upside, but we were fairly sticky still. Um, and you, well, also prices uh, in Germany actually picked up uh, quite aggressively, and that surprised quite a bit in the upside. And that tends to sort of lead what you're seeing in the in the in the CPI numbers, you know. So in in general, you know, even though the market is awaiting the, the US CPI numbers, um, not a lot to really be positive around uh, about in general. Now, Jacobus, we're going to get into some company results now, but I mean, a growth point and Old Mutual both released set of numbers today. And in the commentary, uh, you know, is an issue of timing. You just mentioned stagflation. We were speaking about stagflation back in January. We, we thought that by now we would, you know, be digesting the, the stagflation issue. It looks like it's only coming to the fore now. And both, uh, both uh, growth point and Old Mutual are pointing to a difficult 2024. So the commentary really is you thought 2023 was tough. 2024 is going to be tougher. I'm keen to get your thoughts on this. Is everything happening slower than we anticipated? Yeah, no, you know, I think so. You know, we've been on in the sort of stagflation camp for, for a while now. If you just um, interestingly have a look at, at Google Trends, you know, we did see a sort of a peak in the search for stagflation on Google around March. Um, and then obviously the Fed came in and sort of, I don't want to really call it bailed out the, the, the regional banking system in the US, but sort of injected a little bit of capital in that side. So I think that sort of, um, you know, set everyone's mind a little bit at ease. Um, but no, you know, if you, just, you mentioned it now, Old Mutual um, and, and Growth Point both mentioning it. I think if you sort of look through a lot of the noise that we've seen from the recent um, sort of moves we've seen after earnings results, you know, a lot of the, 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 the companies were actually mentioning, you know, uh, expectations of slowdown, um, you know, going into the end of the year, into, in, into 2024. You know, obviously we've beaten the whole 
uh, magnificent Tevin, which has been carrying the market drum for quite some time now. But I mean, it, it literally is the case. You know, um, if you just look at some of the performances, especially out of the US, um, from the the other four hundred and ninety three companies in the S and P five hundred, you know, um, yes, some of them had good results, but you know, definitely a much more somber sort of outlook for management. Um, and that's why we pull across here. You know, we're seeing oil oil is up about thirty percent here to date. Um, you know, with, uh, we saw um, uh, OPEC coming out with much report, uh, expect supply to remain tight, you know, seeing oil rally again this morning. Um, so, you know, I don't think we're quite out of the wood yet when it comes to, to inflation. And we are clearly seeing, you know, growth starting to plateau uh, around here. So um, if the UK is any leading indicator, you know, then we could be heading for some trouble into the end of the year. Let's get into some of those company results now. Old Mutual coming out uh, with an update. Of course, uh, it is looking a bit of a bleak picture, but I'm wondering if you strip out the impact of the IFRS, uh, you know, that they've mentioned here uh, from, I think, from 17 to 4, and then also uh, what happened in Zimbabwe there. It actually is okay, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think, you know, not bad in general. I think, um, you know, the, the insurers locally have been been holding up well. Um, but, you know, we are seeing the, the, the consumer coming under pressure. And I think, you know, we're remaining under pressure for that matter. We've been under pressure for a while now. Um, and, you know, we could start to see those type of things, you know, come into the numbers going forward. And once again, as you mentioned, you know, they are also concerned um, about, you know, growth flowing further. We've seen um, both of the last two quarters growth coming surprisingly positive in South Africa. But, you know, it's, it's sort of, you know, more of the same if you listen to sort of just the global story. You know, there is really an expectation of a slowdown into the end of the year and into 2024. Then I must ask you about Apple. Uh, you know, Apple, they've released uh, new phones, upping prices uh, in India, in China, in the U.S., certainly not here at home. We certainly uh, can't afford it. But I'm just keen to get your thoughts here on what you are uh, seeing with Apple, especially because it's the first time they'll ever have phones out uh, that say made in India. I thought it was an interesting development for them. Yeah, no, so, I mean, um, to be honest, you know, a fairly muted sort of um, event, I think. Um, obviously, there were some some notable things that you know the, the inclusion of the USB-C charging port, but that was more because they had to comply with European and uh, European uh, Union laws. Um, and and interesting that they actually held pricing, um, uh, you know, broadly at the same level as last year. Although the, the, the iPhone 15 Pro Max, which is obviously the flagship model, got, got bumped up by about a hundred dollars. But yeah, I think Apple in general, you know, we. We've seen it's, it's obviously a great company, you know. Um, they haven't been at the forefront of innovation, I think, over the past number of years, especially when it comes to the iPhone. Uh, we did see the Vision Pro Max being released. You know, whether that will actually be a big money spinner remains to be seen. I think it's very expensive, though. Um, you know, won't see massive um, adoption from it, um, especially initially. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've seen, you know, the earnings, um, earnings growth flow quite dramatically over the past number of months. And there's been, there's been, there's been a lot of slowdown in the global smartphone market just in general. And, you know, interesting to see that they're actually keeping prices, um, the same there, um, and, and not increasing them across the range. I must tell you, Jacobs, I completely agree on the lack of innovation. I'm at a point where I'm done buying new phones until something amazing happens there. Uh, I'm keen to get your stock pick now. We normally reflect uh, on that, uh, but today let's go straight into your stock pick. Cool, yeah. My um, stock pick for today is um, Chopra. Um, you know, I think Chopra as a, as a company, we saw them uh, release results 
um, recently, and you know they were really stellar. Um, still doing great with with their um, um, online businesses as well as the fifty business. You know, and it's it's been a tough environment, and they've been they've been you know growing earnings, and 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 it's it's really a, a sort of a no brainer. You know, I don't, it's not the cheapest stock around. But we saw some profit taking you know, pulled back a little bit post result release. So, you know, when for the long term, when we see uh, stock price uh, in the red, then we start buying again. So, stock price is a good one for any, any long term investor. Well, Gomez, it's a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you for your time. I always enjoy our chats. That was Yakovas Brink from Novari Investments.